0: or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding.
1: And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people, aren't you, Mark Maron? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, What happened
0: to you? You're listening to Recover Girl Podcast. It is a podcast about addiction and recovery. I am your host, Anna David. If you want to know more about this podcast, go to recovergirl.biz. Now, regular listeners know that usually this is a podcast where I interview a sober person about their recovery. Now, as you may know from last week, we are, oh, sorry, from two weeks ago, I am releasing a new little special version of Recover Girl. It's called Recover Girl Goes to the Psychiatrist where I talk to one of my closest friends who happens to be a psychiatrist answering a question that I have been sent. If you would like your question answered, send me an email, Anna at Anadavid.com. Now I'm going to introduce him. You know him, you love him. Dr. Josh Lichtman.
1: Hey, thank you for having me again.
0: You're so welcome. Um, he's a huge psychiatrist here in Los Angeles, and um, he's too modest to say that. So I, he's also super cool. So, we're going to, that was like the best medical introduction ever, wasn't it, guys? That really
1: was. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I should walk around with you and just say that. Yeah, we'd be NBA like my publicists. live
1: business card.
0: <laughs> okay. Here's the question it is what is bipolar 2? My psychiatrist told me I have it because I get depressed but don't have periods of mania. But then someone else told me bipolar 2 is the same as bipolar 1. It just means you haven't been hospitalized for it, which is true.
1: So really more of the the second part of that I think is true. I, I kind of like to think of, of bipolar too, as being, and I'm going to date myself, I think, but as like the tab of like bipolar <laughs> disorder. So it's a, it's a slightly more mellow version of bipolar disorder.
0: Fascinating. And so does it still mean mania?
1: Yeah, it still means mania or typically we'll we'll describe it as hypomania or less than mania. So it's not as full blown as mania can be. It's again, hypomania or less than mania. But the main distinction also is that you haven't been hospitalized.
0: Wow! So so,
1: and it, it's also kind of a trendy diagnosis where people get labeled that all the time who are absolutely not bipolar two or one or anything. They just happen to be moody.
0: So is that when you say it's trendy? That's sort of alarming. Like that means that that's sort of taught in medical schools now.
1: No, 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 no. no. Well, definitely not taught that way. Um, what tends to happen with kind of psychiatric diagnoses is that there will be some momentum and then something will happen where people will get kind of a quick label for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um, and bipolar 2 just seems to be this one that people just kind of, you know, they, they get labeled with it, which I think is actually very detrimental. Because that's a scary diagnosis to hear. It, it sounds like it, sure. Um, and quite often what I find is it's usually just more of a chronic depression with, you know, a component of mood instability or irritability. And that's definitely far from hypomania or mania. And, you know, then I think you do people harm in giving them that label and that kind of self-stigma that sometimes people will attach to it.
0: But could you have bipolar too and still have had manic episodes?
1: You could have manic episodes, absolutely, but that they weren't to the point of getting hospitalized. Right. Right. And again, this kind of goes back to this DSM kind of diagnostic criteria that I ripped on in the last episode that we did. But for the most part, I like to think of it as, again, like a diet version of bipolar disorder.
0: And so is, th- is the treatment the same in the terms treatment of medication? The is roughly the
1: same, yeah. yeah.
0: And so, so the treatment is you're given a mood stabilizer rather than an SSRI? Well,
1: I mean, everybody's different. Right. I mean, number one, like... Every single patient really is different. And I'm not saying that just to like sound like I'm saying what you're supposed to say. Like really, everybody's different. For the most part with bipolar disorder, people, you know, the mainstay of treatment is a mood stabilizer. And then, you know, oftentimes we're giving an antidepressant too, which is very tricky in the context of a real bipolar disorder. Because you can actually cause people to get manic just by giving them an antidepressant. And I've, I've done that. Um, when That's it's not so pretty scary. yeah so your
0: the treatment actually exacerbates the disorder
1: if it's if the diagnosis isn't understood clearly enough right then yeah or you know what happened to me and this was several years ago um, but it does happen is that i'd given you know i thought it was a typical depression i gave the guy an ssri and he became manic and then it was like oh this guy's actually bipolar right and so that's why it's really important to have a, both a mood stabilizer in addition to an antidepressant or whatever is necessary. But again, the mainstay of treatment is quite often a mood stabilizer.
0: And actually, what is the difference between a mood stabilizer and an antidepressant? Well, there
1: the, it's you almost can't even answer that because it it's such a you know it's comparing you know apples and you know.
0: pineapples
1: or something. Yeah, in in couches. But they're very different in kind of their mechanism of action and how they work on your brain. And what also is kind of very relatively new is utilizing antipsychotic medications as mood stabilizers. And they actually work fairly well, even if you have a patient who isn't psychotic, that you can still utilize these medications to control symptoms.
0: So, let's list what some of, so what are some antipsychotics, what are some mood stabilizers, and then what are some antidepressants? So, you know,
1: some of the the more kind of common mood stabilizers, you know, that probably people have heard of, there's Depakote, which is an anti-seizure medication. There's lithium, and lithium, I always like to point this out, that 7-Up, back in the day, had lithium in it. it and did? it was called the, the lithiated soda.
0: When was that?
1: It was, I mean, I want to, I'm totally making this up, but I think like in the early 1900s, I have in my office, I have an old 7-Up ad that was for, you know, this the original lithiated soda.
0: Did Coca-Cola have cocaine?
1: Uh, you know, I think that it did. That's kind of the the, the myth, but I think that it's actually true. Right. Um, and so,
0: yeah. We're not soda experts, guys. We're
1: not, but maybe that can be the next episode that we do. We'll talk about the the secret, you know, history of each soda. But yeah, so 7-Up used to have lithium in it. Lithium, depicote, there's other ones. There's Lamictal.
0: But that's a mood stabilizer, not an antipsychotic.
1: Exactly. These are mood stabilizers okay. that I'm talking about. And then ironically, we use a lot of medications for other kind of reasons. Or I don't know if that was actually ironic or Right, right, right. But right. We, we still Interestingly. do. Yeah. So we'll use a lot of kind of anti-seizure medications as being mood stabilizers. And that's because a lot of kind of the understanding of bipolar disorder is that it's similar to the way in which a seizure disorder works. And I'm totally oversimplifying it, but it's kind of the same sort of membrane instability, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. So wait, I, I think I got confused though. Depakote and, and the first ones you named are not antipsychotics. They're mood no. sta- So what are some antipsychotics? So
1: there's Haldol, there's Risperdal, there's Zyprexa, Abilify, and there's uh, there's a lot of them.
0: And Abilify is also used to, if an antidepressant start, starts to not work as well, Yeah, correct?
1: that's right. That's correct. And it, and it really does seem to help quite often. Um, They advertise quite a bit. And yes. you'll find it in very unsuspecting places on TV or in magazines, but it really does seem to help if you've got somebody who's been, you know, very severely depressed and not getting better to add a little, you know, sprinkle or two of Abilify and that really does seem to help people.
0: And we don't mean open up the medication if it comes in a pill. No, we don't mean that.
1: Yeah, we mean... A, a small dosage can often be really helpful in addition to an antidepressant.
0: So if somebody is diagnosed as uh, as bipolar 2, they should clarify with their psychiatrist and say, now, what do you mean by that? Do you, do you mean, is that the same thing as bipolar? I just yeah, haven't I'm, been Yeah, I mean, I think that it's really
1: important that, you know, if you're given a diagnosis like that to ask your psychiatrist, you know, why they're giving you that diagnosis. Like, what's the support behind it? And you know, to help you to understand your you know your condition better, and not necessarily to argue with the diagnosis, although I'm sure that you know that may may be appropriate at times, but really to kind of understand what that means and what to avoid and that sort of thing.
0: Well, fantastic, Dr. Lickman, I thank you. My listeners thank you. And I did want to add that the information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute. For professional medical advice, even though he very much is a professional, Recover Girl is not responsible for any advice, course of treatment, diagnosis, or any other information mentioned on this podcast. Again, if you want more information about this podcast, go to recovergirl.biz. We'll talk to you soon.